Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. We are back. Our girl is back on U.S. soil after spending some time in Athens, Greece, eating olives and drinking wine on the beach. Uh, everything is good. We didn't miss any holidays, so we don't have to wish anybody any holidays. And the best part about it is the season is here. The season is looming upon us. Tis that feeling, this is like Christmas in August. The best part about it is, you know, well, camp sucks. Camp, you go through a whole month and you've been hitting on the same people and you see the same people all the time. And you don't have a haircut. <laughs> don't have a haircut. Like, that's when you go run to get a haircut. Now you got it. Well, salute to Troy. Salute to Troy. You do get a chance to leave campus and go get a haircut. Okay. So you do get a haircut and then you get some time off. School started Monday or Tuesday, I believe. So school started Monday or Tuesday. So people finally moved in. You get to see different people. Uh, you get to try new food. You finally get a chance to walk over to Parkside and try Parkside's cafeteria food other than eating at the Galen for, for 21 straight days. <laughs> the worst part about camp, I'm going to tell you the worst part about camp. Camp, you literally lose time. You mm, lose time I in camp. Like, so you're in camp and like, you're doing the same thing every day, over and over. Same thing every day, over and over. And then, like, you text people in the outside world. They'd be like, "Bro, you went out last night. Like, you're tripping." And they're like, "What are you talking about? It, it's only it's Saturday. Of course, I went out." Yeah, you, yeah. I've never been in camp, but obviously, my husband's been in camp several times, and you become completely disconnected from what's happening in reality. Yes. But that, that's necessary to build championship athletes. Yeah, but also everybody's in camp at the same time. So even the worst teams are also in camp. But I mean, <laughs> camp, camp is camp, camp, camp. If you could get through camp, you could get through anything. Camp for us, camp for us is like this. And I and I've seen it with you guys. When you guys come back to school, when you guys used to come back to school, and like you guys got that first week off, got adjusted, and then all of a sudden you guys were just on the track, just grinding running stuff that you're not even ever going to run in the track meet looking dead <laughs> for the first month just beat that's what campus like to us only thing is you guys get interaction with students True. We, don't get, we don't get any interaction like at all like you know how the campus yeah, gets football, during the summer. Get some, i know it's gonna i get some backlash but football players just don't have the same level of discipline as track athletes and that's just what it is you guys coexist because of your 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 relationships in the locker room their relationship on the side. It's, a, it's important where we are just disciplined to be independent. That's all. Well, because you also run because you guys get individual awards. Yes. Right. If <laughs> if you go to if you go to Oregon if you go to Oregon and you win the hurdles right and you become the national champion in the hurdles you still are the national champion even though your team finished seventh. Right. Like at the end true. of the day you're still you're, us. We all win and we all lose together. And there's very few accolades. I mean, you're either a Heisman Trophy winner or a finalist for something, and then there's everyone else. So, yeah, there's some differences. But, yeah, camp is rough. I had one of my athletes who just went to Illinois, and uh, he's a freshman, and he's experiencing it. And he, got some, he got some reps with the ones and twos, but he's like, bro, camp is rough. I, so. saw, I, saw, a thing, I saw a thing. It was a little clip. as the coach from Texas Tech. It was the first day of camp, and he said, how you feel today – how you feel today, you'll never feel this way again until the end of the season. Like, so the, 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 your legs get heavy. Ask your husband about when your legs just get heavy. Like, and your legs are heavy for like a good 
four or five days and you're like man like you feel like you're running fast and the coach is like go go oh, yeah. and like i'm moving like yeah uh nah, you're definitely in quicksand i've seen yeah. it i've seen it and now i'm out here watching i'm training just a little quick pub the number 25 team in the country number one team in michigan the bell bell tigers um, actively, USC is recruiting our quarterback, uh, Bryce Underwood. He's the number one quarterback in the nation. I just had to throw that in there. Anyways, I've been seeing our guys running the 110s. I remember Ivan and them used to have us run the 110s, and people's legs would be dragging. It's like real cement, cedar blocks, cedar, um, the blocks. Cinder blocks. blocks. Cinder, cinder blocks. blocks on people's feet, especially the big guys. They It look rough. Yeah. So camp is over. Camp is officially over. They're now preparing for San Jose State, which we'll get into and we'll discuss and we'll talk about. But before we get going, USC made a big – USC's been in the, in the news all week this week. And when actually, are they not in the news? Let's really well, talk about that. Hold on, but I was going to say they were in the news for a good thing this week. One of them were good. We're going to discuss both of them. One of them was good and one of them was, like, about time. Both are good. Both are good. All right, we'll say both are good. Like, And so – and, and the other well, the other part we'll talk about. So I, I think I have a legit argument. But SC hired a new AD, which is great. They hired a female AD. And also Reggie Bush is suing the NCAA. Well, he wants to get his Heisen back and defamation of character. And so we'll discuss all those. We'll discuss Reggie Bush at the end of the show. But first, I want to get into Jennifer Cohen. Jennifer Cohen is a new athletic director at the University of Southern California. So her prior stop was Washington. And I'm just going to just give my, when I first heard that they hired Jennifer Cohen, I came in and alert on my phone and everything happened. They hired Jennifer Cohen, blah, blah, blah. Were you I didn't familiar know, with who she was before? I did. I was not okay, familiar really with who she was. Cohen, like you said that was your girl. Like you knew her. Like you well, followed her on Instagram. Before. Well, after I looked into her, She's been at University of Washington since 2010, right? So her being at University of Washington in 2010, she was responsible for building a softball field for the softball players, right? That was like her very first move. Like, And the softball team at that time was very good. She did the additions to Alaska football field, the Alaska Stadium, which is the football field. She's, okay. Every sport that's a revenue sport has been competitive since she's been there. For okay. the most part, Washington is not a blue chip or a juggernaut school, but people nationwide know who Washington is. They 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 have idea who Washington is, and the fact that Washington got the invitation to the Big Ten also says a lot about her. So the fact that they wanted to bring them in says that they they make enough noise for them to be some type of competitor and be respectful. Me personally. I think this is a very good move, right? And it covers it covers it covers two bases. You're making the transition into a new conference, and you have an AD who's also preparing for a transition into a new conference, who's also was preparing for this exact same transition, per se. You've also covered the fact that it's not a masculine world out there and them hiring a successful female ad is a good chance now let's go here did sh you should they if would it be a black woman would it be better 100 right but yeah. but we were when i go back and look at it 
SC had a black AD and he actually did very well and he ran his timeout. Mike Garrett was black, right? But he yeah, was an SC was. guy. So I I I so much come to think of it, because we talked about it before, come to think of it, uh hiring a black or white doesn't really matter at this point. It's the best person for the job. And I think at this point, very early, that she might have been the best person for well, actually the best person for the job was the ADA UCLA. He probably turned it down, but Coming from a Pacto school, transitioning to the Big Ten, I think this was the best person for the job, and I think this is a good hire. Well, now, what she does, that's a whole different situation, right? We it's yet to be seen what is done. Do I hate the? Do I hate it? No, nah, I don't hate it. Like, am I excited about it? I am because I want to see what she does, but I'm not. I I don't like. I said I don't dislike the hire. I'm not against it because of her rap sheet and what she's done at Washington. I'm gonna just be 100. Like I'm gonna just keep it real. So I'm not. I'm not for externals always coming into USC. There is a reason that the acceptance rate into USC is 16%. There's an, a reason. There's an elite, elite athlete in elite um, academia. Like there's a reason we're elite. So yeah, sure. What you did at Washington? I'm sorry. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. That's called the expectation. So sure, good hire. We went and got a woman. We're being innovative. We're happy. But every time USC decides to bring someone that's not from USC culture in, there's a challenge because there's something special about being a USC Trojan. You understand what I'm saying? And I say that because I got the University of Michigan right down the street from me. I got Lansing, less than East Lansing and the Spartans, 45 minutes from me. And I knew growing up in this area, like, yeah, you're cool. But I knew that going to USC would be something iconic and legendary. Cool. She's all right. But we've seen what happens when we try. They get people are like, like USC, they're ready to like die for it that have never come in. And we're very protective, like about our culture. Ain't everybody ain't out there throwing up fight on. You understand what I'm saying? So, like you said, you think it's a bad hire. I think it's a safe, comfortable hire. I think it checks some boxes. I am I am always very skeptical about bringing people from the outside in because I think there's just this glitz, this glamour, there's this, think about you. Do you remember what the weight room and the training room used to look like? And now people get to just apply for a job and come sit SAS and that boy got golf simulators and massage room and contrast tub. We used to have to get our own ice. You understand what I'm saying? We were hooking each other up to elect STEM. So now you get to come in when what you guys or even generations before have built this mega USC. Nobody cares if Washington's in the Big Ten or not. USC and UCLA made that transition a year ago. Everyone else is jumping on the bandwagon. Let's just be 100. Do I think Washington is better for the Big Ten than Rutgers? Hands down. So kick Rutgers out and bring Washington in. <laughs> well, yeah. But the all right. All right. Tell me I'm, one person that came from the outside that came into USC and really got it done. P. Carroll. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, all the and, coaches, all the coaches come from the outside, right? Like Lincoln right. Riley is getting it done, but I, I, and I, and I, I know. It, okay, so like you're right. USC is a very special place for special, special. people, and once yeah. you go to USC, you understand like why it is the way it is, and like, okay, I love USC this place. Coaches don't go to UCLA to coach. UCLA coaches come to USC and coach. Facts? Nah, Ken Norton's at UCLA right now. 
Ken Norton and Norm Chow, very, very, <laughs> very special, unique people. Okay, they could. They, I mean, they're yeah, they're just. But, but you know but, what I'm saying? Yeah, right. It's a special place. So, so like when you get there, you under you have to be there to understand it. A lot of people say like you guys are cocky and arrogant and this and that, but like we're and. I've said this on the podcast when uh when the AD first with with Jamal and Ryan, we're just better than you. Like at the end of the day, like we're just better than you. And it's not us being cocky and arrogant. It is what it is. When you look at the downtown skyline, that's not owned by UCLA. That's not owned by Stanford. It's not owned by anybody in Arizona, anybody in Oregon, anybody in Washington, anybody that went to Cal. That is owned by USC. Like we are downtown LA. Like we are Southern California. USC and Newport, you can no longer get a license plate with any type of USC slogan on it because they're all used up, right? And we're talking <laughs> Newport Beach, one of the most expensive beach prop beach. Can beach I can I can I in, interrupt you with a fast ahead. fact? Fast fact: the University of Washington acceptance rate is fifty one point eight percent. The University of Southern California's acceptance rate for twenty twenty four nine point nine percent. So if you want to think what you do in Washington with your 50% of people, cool. Guess what? When you come to USC, you better come right because your alumni are donating, not dollars. They're donating dollars, yen, pesos, everything. So the expectation is there. And we've seen when you don't come to USC and do right, you get chewed up, spit up, and you on you gum on skid row. Jennifer better have her shit together because Candace is going to have her stuff tight. <laughs> Ken, Candace is going to come see you, Jennifer. You better have I it together. I'm coming. And the, the other part of this is when you are a USC alumni and you have a USC AD, I have been welcomed to come into that AD office. I am welcome to come into sports information. I am welcome, just like I'm no different than Matt Liner. And right. Probably more welcome than Reggie Bush. Let's just that, be real. We'll that, get to that. that so, Dan, your alumni, your whole, um, what are we talking about, the Huskies? Yeah. Okay, just saying. I will tell you this, though. I will tell you this. Just want to play devil's advocate. Do it. Univ University of Washington does have a very, very good medical school. Their medical school is very well. It's, it's not USC's. I know. I understand that. But their, very, their medical school is... The University of Washington is a top 20 institution. They are. Hey, UCLA, I would say UCLA has a better. And they're my right. counterpart. Right. And, and UCLA is a top 10 institution. So there, there is a little bit of difference. Right. I'm not, I'm just saying, like, I, I think, I'm just keeping it 100. If you are, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast and you're about that salute to Troy, you're about that business of USC and the exclusive membership, 9.9 .9 acceptance rate. If I wasn't an elite athlete, I never, I wouldn't even have been able to, the ink would have never dried on my application. So Jen, all I'm saying is you had a lot easier route to becoming the AD than I ever would have had just being a student athlete at USC. Let's keep it 100. I, I will say this. I, I will say this. And, and you did make a good point. So hopefully she is accepting to former athletes and former alumni of USC because there has been, Maybe I say for the past 10 years, it's kind of like we've been like shunned, like they don't want us around. And that is not yeah. that's not that's not who we're about. Like we're a network and who knows who could help who. Right. Like just me being there. And so I'm in the construction field. I'm in project management and construction. There may be 
somebody there at on the SC football team that's taking construction management as a major. Oh, cool. I could get you an internship, apply this and that. And next thing you know, he has a career outside of football. We've been blocked off for so long. Like in this generation, like my era, the tail end of yours really has what built like has given us that connection to outside of Southern California. So when right. I go places and I say, like someone tried to press me on the football field say like, coach, I said, bro, I want more every type of championships than you could ever imagine. Oh, I didn't even know you went to USC, the Trojan War. Like, you understand what I'm saying? So I just don't even understand. I don't know how well. I'm, I can't even give her a, a, a par, a mulligan, or nothing. I can't give her nothing to be like, you're expected to know. You don't get to say, oh, I'm not a USC alumni. Bro, you didn't get accepted to USC. I guarantee you. Hell, Steven Spielberg got denied. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So my George. level of expectation, and you're right, like the term oil that USC is drugged through with this athletes, it's amplified. It's on steroids, just like they're doing with my Reggie Bush. So I'm just saying like, okay, Jen, I read her. I'm so excited to create the student athlete experience. We've been there, done that. It's already there. That Now that, when she made that comment, that that comment right there was extremely out of line, and that kind of turns you off because the student athlete experience is there, right? Like the, athlete, like, the student experience is there. The, exactly, like like the the USC and so, and this happens everywhere, right? Especially in small towns, like the school fills up, the school fills up the town, and things like that. Alabama, right? My wife went to my my wife went to Miami, mm-hmm. Ohio. Right. Yeah. Right. So like she like she went to she was in Oxford, Ohio. Oxford, Ohio doesn't I fill up. Obviously, it wasn't important enough. I'd be nodding. No, 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 no. This is my wife. My wife went to school oh, in Oxford, okay. Ohio. Right. She went to Miami, uh, Miami, Ohio. Up. Yeah. But like it's a small town. Oxford, Ohio fills up for 10 months out of the year. Right. right. Excluding holidays. The same thing happens at USC. And I don't think people realize that like. USC is a city within a city because people really don't step outside of the gates, not the gates, but the perimeter of USC, unless they're going to Hollywood for a party or unless they're going somewhere shopping. But once like school starts, that it fills up and it's a city within a city and everything is right there. And they're doing a better job of even putting more things right there. Like if you go over there, like they're making it where you got a target, like (laughs) right. It was a superior and it was a food court with tortilla chips and shredded cheese and say, here go your nachos. Like, so it's like they're, they're making it to where, like, if you want to see traffic, the difference of traffic, go to SC in June and then go to SC right now. Like there's a whole right. difference of traffic. Cause it's it like the whole thing just fills up. So like you're saying an experience, we have an experience, we have traditions, we have the fountain run when you're a senior, right? Like, I don't even think what people don't know is like, we had a bar on campus. Where you could use your dining dollars to buy drinks, right? That part. <laughs> like, that part. It had to be one of, if not the few, in the right. country. And then we also like when they were redoing the student center, like we knew they were going to redo the student center before they actually redid the student center. And like the rumor was, oh, we're going to get a we're going to get a drive in with your bike for in and they're going to put in and out on campus. They're going to be a sprinkles on campus. We were going to be the first one to have sprinkles cupcakes on our campus, like, yeah. like we. I think we're one of the few schools at the time. True religion was like the top name brand gene. They were oh, selling yeah. true religion in the bookstore. Like, and that's what I'm, I mean, and like what I'm saying, and it's not just knocking her. It's anyone that infiltrates or attempts to like, 
I needed her article to say, I am overwhelmed and thrilled with emotion to be accepted for this opportunity. What an exclusive, what a special, what a unique. Not, I don't, there's nothing you can do for USC. USC doesn't need the best recruiters. USC recruits itself. You understand what I'm saying? 9.19% and 51%. I pulled that right off of their actual websites. So all I'm saying is she had a much easier route than me as a student athlete. Right. And so what I want to see, what I want to see from her is I want to see progress towards keeping up with the other schools. Right. And when I say progress towards keeping up with the other schools, our weight room was in the basement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like we had I mean, like that grittiness about it's like when you walk into like a Michigan, these Ohio States, it's these big old glass things and all this hoop, blah, 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 blah. And Michigan, you ain't beat us in a, in a Rose Bowl championship since maybe like 89, if I'm accurate. Right, but to see that that's the thing that was us. That's what made us different, right? That doesn't work any that doesn't work anymore with recruiting because recruiting is so nationwide now, right? right? When you think about like I was looking at the list today, like there's 60 kids from California and there's a bunch of kids from all over, but when I was there, there was about 75 kids from California. You know what I mean? Like your track team, a bunch of kids from California. Recruiting is nationwide now. So if yeah. you want if you want to convince a kid to leave his state from the school that's the big name in his state, your Absolutely. facility your facilities have to match, right? And I don't know unless you're Deion Sanders, <laughs> right? And, and we're 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 gonna find out we're gonna find out real soon about the Deion Sanders hype. How you need uh, that? That's neither here nor there. Let's not go down that road. But well, what I'm saying is like. She needs to keep up, right? So the renovation that they put in place, that renovation needs to happen. They the anything that's gonna keep up with the times needs to happen, right? Because you can't stay traditional USC. And I think us being alumni now and we understand it, and that we can start making votes and moves like, hey, like it's time to keep up. We need to do things to keep up because if we're not keeping up with this NIL stuff. Homegirl, you got to stay on top of NIL. Honestly, like, let's just be 100. It's going to be easy for her. The mistakes have already been made. She has an opportunity that when when Reggie wins this lawsuit, she has an opportunity to have, make a Reggie Day day at USC. She has an opportunity to <laughs> unveil his jersey. She has a big opportunity. She will get my buy-in if she makes it right with Reggie Bush, bottom line. If she's like, well, let's play it safe and keep with the NCAA corporate thugging, then... I ain't got nothing for you. No, I got you. You got to work on my alumni dollars going to a general fund. That was well, right all, to you. With all, all, all that being said, Jen, you better do everything right or you're going to get a knock on your door. She has access. She has access. All she got to do is make one phone call, Jen. She got a plug there. You better. You better oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she got a plug. You better, you better get it right, Jen. With that being said, well, as we talked about earlier, it is college football season. The Trojans take on San Jose State Spartan. It's a Trojan war this weekend. We have uh, Notre Dame's playing Navy in, in Ireland. The sports books are back pocketing. People are going to start playing the odds. And if you want to put your bet down for spreads, over-unders, and everything, we have the source for you. That's betonline.com. You put in promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. We will match up to 50% and give you a welcome bonus 
it's a big it's football season it's back it's time to start your gamble and if you had been trying to play baseball by the innings that's all good <laughs> but Salute to Troy is probably sponsored by Bet Online, and this is the time to get all your parlays in, get a good weekend parlay in, and start building the Christmas money fund. That's Bet Online. Excuse me, I said BetOnline.com earlier. It's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. Put in promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to get your fifty percent welcome bonus. Leading into that, it is game week. Uh, Truesdale Parkway is going to be crowded this weekend. All the Happy. students, all the students are going to rush over, kick the flagpole, and rush down into the students section. We're going to get the salute. We're going to have the band out, the the band of Troy. We're going to get the number one battle call in the world pregame. Coliseum, <laughs> Coliseum is going to be full. I'm so excited. The Trojans take on San Jose State. Now, the big thing, every the biggest person, there's two people. I'm gonna tell you this: there's two people that have the weight of the world on their shoulders. And I'm gonna go back to a coach that coached at USC and was doing a good job until he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. He was also dealing with a divorce at the time. That's Steve Sarkeesian. The way he handled it was not the greatest way. He got his life cleaned up. I love Coach Sark. Coach Sark was there when I was there. Great dude. I have nothing against. But Coach Sark, people don't understand. The motto of SC is national championship or bust. Win the conference. Beat UCLA. You have to win a national championship. Lincoln Riley has set himself so far forward that he has to win a national championship. He wasn't supposed to be that good last year, but he was. You don't think so? Nah, I don't think he was. His roster was depleted, and, and it caught up to him with injuries. But with that being said, people are expecting a national championship. The stands are going to be full in the Coliseum. He has a Heisman Trophy quarterback, which leads to the second person who has the weight of the world on their shoulders, Caleb Williams, right? What are you going to do as a returning Heisman Trophy quarterback? Are you going to repeat the Heisman, right? And I, I read an article on Fox. I read an article on Fox earlier, um, not earlier today, but a couple months back and said how he changed his mentality to where he has to be the dick because they were embarrassed by Tulane in the bowl game, right? So now he's a dick. He's on everybody's case. He's on everybody's head. There's a lot of things, though, that needs to be fixed. For USC to be really good, and well, playing San Jose, they should get some opportunities to practice. No, one hundred percent. So the the thing the thing that, that they really need to fix is their defense. And don't get me wrong, they brought in two linebackers, they brought in Bear Alexander, they they hit the transporter, they recruited very well. But it's not the talent. It's not the talent that's the issue. It's the scheme. And the person behind the scheme is the issue. And Alex Grinch still there. I believe this will be Alex Grinch's last year at USC. Even though it's Lincoln Riley's friend, this will be his last year. Like, Caleb Williams, if Caleb Williams has one time better, right? If he's 1% better than he was last year, he'll win another Heisman Trophy. Because what he did last year was, if he's just 1% better, He'll be still better. He's gotten better than all the rest. He'll still win the Heisman Trophy. If 
Alex Grinch's defense is still as bad as it was last year, USC will not win a national championship. They won't even be invited to the playoffs. They'll still have two losses because offense can't win you every single game. A lot has to change, and the defense has to get a thousand times better in order for it to work. San Jose State is coming. So, so here's the deal, and I don't know if you ever dealt with this with track, right? When you play in-state schools, especially lower in-state schools, or you play any type of school that's in your region, because the Pac-10 for us at the time and the Pac-12, their main pipeline is California. And right. every kid in California feels like they deserve a scholarship to what school? USC. UCLA. And they don't, they don't get the scholarship to USC, so they want to play harder to prove that they should have recruited them, right? So San Jose State's not just coming in as a money game. San Jose State is coming in to prove something because these kids have a chip on their shoulder, right? So yeah. they, they, this is not just going to be a walkover. They're going to – okay, I was going to say this. San Jose, San Jose State is going to lose by like at least 40 points. We understand that part, and we get it. But it's the first it's the first seven minutes of the game that I'm really paying attention to, the first few possessions that I'm really paying attention to. Absolutely. Are, are you going to come out and be a national championship team, or are you Absolutely. just going to play down to level San Jose State because you think San Jose State sucks? Absolutely. And I think you're right. Lincoln Riley has to – he has to activate that. Like, that's that red button on the Batmobile – like it's not too the the competition can't dictate that right and he has to know the audience so usc their shareholders their investors their donors their all of their loyal fans are looking to have it like come out lay the hammer down and make it very clear that the players can execute who's in charge and you know the rest of the game kind of you know feel some other players out do whatever it is that they do but yeah, I don't know. I've never been a fan of these big schools beating up on the little schools. Um, but I know they get a good payday for it. So and that's why the little, that's why the little schools do it. Absolutely. However it goes. Um, I mean, I am looking, I'm I'm gonna have an open bind with Lincoln Riley. I feel like he's definitely utilized that transfer portal. So I'm kind of like, you got to manufacture your team a little bit. So this isn't old school recruiting days where you got to go into the hood and pick people up. USC's recruiting for itself. I, so. I will say this: he did a good job. He did a good job with. He did a good job with with filling holes that he needed to fill immediately with the transfer portal. That was an excellent job. Like he needed new linebackers, and he filled he filled those holes immediately. And I thought that was excellent. Well, yeah, I think that, you know I'm saying one of his strengths. I'm so critical of him, but absolutely being able to see some holes and maybe not the most glamorous, you know. Why are you critical of Lincoln Riley? Again, I'm I'm critical of anyone that comes from the outside. I'm critical and of anyone that gets to come to this already manufactured, um, incredible. I mean, come on, we're talking about USC. It's like it's like Duke when Coach K was there. Like you really gotta mess some stuff up. And Clay Helton messed it up. That's why he had to go. SC <laughs> was bad with Clay Helton. That's why he had to go. Like, yeah. that's what people don't realize. Okay, when Sark was... was time, and that's the other thing. Like, yeah, we could talk about Sark. He's in his personal life. But, but he, he was good. Exactly. He was good. And they gave it to Clay Helton. He just screwed it all up. Right? They wanted to go back and check their boxes. And instead of being like, hey, we're a gajillion dollar school with a wonderful medical, why don't we get this man some help? Instead, we're going to shun him and make it very difficult for him to be successful. That's a whole other conversation. Lincoln Riley, bravo. I'm hoping 
that your investment in your transfer portal pays out. As you said, if he's been being a dick and been on everybody's head, I'm hoping to see some assertive general out there. Okay. I don't got time for any games, especially if I'm using my frequent flyer miles that comes to the Coliseum. I could just wait till next year when they come to the big house. So. Uh, well, I will say this. Lincoln Riley was the best choice possible. Like, there was anybody that you would have got Lane Kiffin from Ole Miss. We could have got him. No, we already had Lane Kiffin, and Lane Kiffin did not do hey, a good Lane's job. My guy. That whole crew's my crew. No, I understand. And and Lane did Lane was already at SC. He just he's great he where just, he is. Yeah, he's great like, where he is. They wasn't gonna give Lane another chance. And I, I like Lincoln. When they hired Lincoln, I thought it was a great move. I like Lincoln. Like I think so. there's just a lot of USC. We're being 100 transparent. Like USC's making a lot of safe chess moves right now. And they need yes, to. yes. Administratively, they yes, they did make a chess move. We as far as the head, as far as the head football coach, I don't agree with you. That was not a safe move. They pulled Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma, who was in contention of being in the in the football college football playoff, who's consistently won twelve games Again, every year. Nine point nine acceptance rate. We know that we can handle elite. We know that we can handle exclusive. Right, I, I, I get, and we went and got an elite exclusive coach like. Look, the like so the, I I don't I don't know we're not I'm not going to agree with you on Lincoln right. Hopefully by the end of the year you be like I love Lincoln. That's what I'm saying I want to see I want to see a level of assertiveness on that sideline. I just see like I don't know I see a a kid that just got to walk in, and when I see like yeah I know I relate everything to my Trojan. These they had to grind for it. You feel me? Like they had to grind for it. You're right. We're lucky we had, you had your Carson Palmer who established something that Matt could walk into, right? So now USC was, was not as hot as it has. And we're talking about USC. Stop acting like we're, you know, Oregon State and Lincoln Riley coming in walking on water. You feel me? So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like when you're coming into USC, your, your, your baseline is higher than average. You literally started at Economy Plus. You didn't start at low class. Right. But the problem was, I'll put it like this. How do I explain it? Just, I just want to see what he's got. I'm looking forward to, was it 5 p.m.? So it'll be Saturday. Like 7 I'll be there. I'm going. I'm going. I'll be Are there. You, you going? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. So, but save it's just, you said what? I said, I'm going to save my frequent flyer miles. Yeah, it ain't worth going to San Jose State game. Don't, right. don't worry about that. It's just. Especially if Reggie Bush jersey's not hanging in the end zone. They all I'm saying is they needed they needed Lincoln Riley to make them to take them over the top. They transformed from a four win team to a twelve true, win team in true. a year. I will. I'm a hundred percent. The day was that Link, but was that Lincoln or Caleb though? That's the question. I think that there's there's a bit of a combination, and I want to say that Lincoln came in and um, was able to get the buy in of Caleb, but I also think Caleb was allowed to do what he did best. And you didn't have a coach that was trying to come and impose what he knew had to be done. He took his players, took what they did best, and allowed them to be, I would say, a little bit of free. And maybe that's why he's coming down so hard and pulling the reins. He wanted No, to that's – Caleb Williams is pulling the reins. Caleb Williams said he was embarrassed by the two-lane game. And now he's, he's – they said he's – he he said that he's going to be a little bit more of a dick this year because he knows the potential of the team. But I want to – yeah, I want to get into some stuff, and I got a little bit of – I want to show you our – let me see if we can pull this up here. 
I want to show you our opponent that we're going to play here. Got a little bit of offensive film. No, I got their defensive film. So there's some stuff I want to show you that I actually like from San Jose State. And the fact that – so I was a defensive coordinator and I coached college football. And I played right. at SC, I understand it. So one thing I did as a defensive coordinator, I always counted the box, right? Okay. And I always knew I needed to have one more. So if you look at Hawaii's box, they got five offensive linemen and they have a tight end. If you look at San Jose State box, they're very sound. They got four defensive linemen and they got five in the box here, which probably he's also – the safety right here is also helping on run support. So they have a seven-man box, which they can't block them all. Right. So there's seven people on defense and there's six people that are here to block. Unless you start including the running back and all this stuff. But that's a different game you have to play Their Their plus one makes them incredibly sound on defense. Now, the, the scheme, the scheme as far as San Jose State goes is very sound. The difference comes down to the Jimmy's and the Joe's. Right. So. The talent level is going to be a little bit ish different, but if you look at this play, they back up. producer coming in. Digital, I said digital content producer got it up on the screen. There we go. <laughs> so if you look at it from here, right, you see this. They showing this. They're showing the seven man box here, right? I'm right. not counting. I'm not counting this guy right here because he's just a bluff and he's outside of the tackle box. Unless they're running what's right. called outside zone, and this guy right here comes and tries to block him, and then he overtakes him. They're not worried about this. The only issue I do have, that's not really sound. No, that's fine. It's good. So here you go. You got your seven-man box. You're able to play. Only thing is Hawaii fucking passed the ball, which Hawaii does. So you can't really see how it is against the run. If I'm playing against Caleb Williams, to be honest with you, I'm always going to have one more in the box, right? And also Austin Jones. Austin Jones is a running back. He's coming back, and I believe he's a starter. But – Austin Jones is a downhill runner, runs like a – Austin Jones runs hard like Lindale ran. That's the best comparison I give you. He's not Lindale. Don't get upset. Don't get upset. He's not Lindale. I'm not saying he's Lindale. But he's okay. going to he's gonna run downhill, and he's going to make a play any way possible, right? So that's the thing I like about Austin Jones. So me scheming against USC, I'm always going to have at least one more in the box, right? So here is where – here is where SC is going to make their money. I got five offensive linemen, and then I have complete, pretty much nobody in the box, right? So if we go to the end zone, let me see if I can get this to the end zone. If we go to the end zone, I'm going to point out the issue. There's an issue here, right? There's an issue here. Good eyes. Well, I mean, I did it for a living and I played it. I'm just you know saying, what I mean? Regular, regular everyday people at home can't see the gaps. You immediately yeah. identify it. There's an issue here. There's an issue here. So you're gonna people are gonna say, well, what about 78? If he's playing a true zero, which when we run it, we'll see. If he's playing a true zero, he's just gonna he's just gonna play straight back and try to reestablish re a line of scrimmage, which is fine. There's also an issue here because this is a two on one block. You could say this guy right here. This guy's going to play the pass because they're trying to put more guys in the pass game. They have completely annihilated the run game. You can't you can't do that on any down the distance against USC because their the, their ability to break a big play in the run game. 
right? So we, we, we'll get to the pass game and we'll look at the wide film. But you, that's, that's something you can't do. Now, he slid over and he's playing this gap. That's fine. Now, that's really a problem because now look at this gap right here. Who's covering that gap? Are you going to slant these two guys? Okay, that's fine. But you got this guy here in the hole trying to take away slant. He's out of the play. He's maybe four yards, five probably, out of the play. I'm not counting that guy. I'm not worrying him. You see this guy right here, number 31? He's already ID'd him and picked him up if it's a pass, which we know it's a pass because we saw the play from the sideline. He's ID'd him and picked him up. He's counted for. I now have numbers. I have five guys on these four guys, and this dude's 12 yards off the ball. There's no way that this guy's 12 yards off the ball. It, by the time he makes a tackle, it's a game of six. This is this is where he gets us sound. So they go from being very sound to being unsound, right? Mm. Here you go again. So another issue here. I don't count this guy. Me, I normally don't count this guy. Some people may count this guy. We got an issue. We got five offensive linemen. Even if you do count this guy, even if you if you do want to count him, you could count him, but I wouldn't count him. You got four, five, six, maybe seven, but he's so far out of the play. If the play comes opposite, then he can't help you at all. And there's a there's you're gonna see an uncovered gap here. No, nah, they might be sound. Let's see. Boom, boom. No, they're good. So they are sound here. But when you go and look at it from the end zone, here's a run. Nope. Play action again. Oh, he. that's a good job. That's a good route. I like that. That's Hawaii right there. That's a really good route. We got six because I count this guy as six because he's in the block box. So we got six on six. So just say, for instance, they ran the ball, right? You got a hat. You got a hat here. You got a hat that goes here. You got a hat that goes here. You got a hat that goes here. And he does what's pretty much called uh, gaps, get like a gap seal. So all he has to do is just come and just block this guy and not let him out. If they run the ball and there's a hat on a hat, then he has daylight all day. You remember that guy that was standing out here? Mm -hmm. He's no longer there, mm -hmm. right? So the issue... The issue with San Jose State, and it's going to be a benefit for it's, it's going to, well, he is there. That guy is there, but he's no longer in the picture. He's not longer in the box, right? So the issue for San Jose State that's going to be a benefit for SC, they're slightly unsound, and they're trying to, they're, they're more worried about the pass than they are the run. You, SC is more of a 50 50, so they'll pass the ball and run the ball. And if Caleb Williams needs to make a play, he'll run the ball also. I just hope he gets out of bounds. So, that is also a thing that uh, that's that's interesting to me because he has to stay healthy. Health is the number one concern for <laughs> for USC and Caleb Williams. So Russ Romano has his hands full because we got to keep our guy healthy. Is Russ still there? Russ is still there. Man, he's a treasure. There's nothing. <laughs> you know, most every single trainer is like ice and stamp, ice and stamp. Did you ice and stamp? Did you? Oh, my leg is severed. I got ate by a shark. Ice and stem, right? Russ, like you could have a, a you could have a paper cut, and Russ be like, let's, "Let's take a look at that. How are you doing today? You feeling all right? Let's yep. let's get that." Shout out to Russ Romano, Jen. You better go see your boy Russ. <laughs> yep. So you better go down there. You've been there since the bricks. So let me ask you this question: You finally got something in the mail that you've been waiting for? Yes. AG1? I think it is AG1. Tell us about AG1. 
All right, well, I gave AG1 a try because as a former professional athlete, we have, well, as a professional athlete, we have these fantastic routines. Well, as you become a mom and a wife and a coach and a little bit more civilian-like, you get further away from those routines. So I was insanely jealous that my boy Al and everyone else on the West Coast was already getting the one up on me with sunshine and um, breezy skies and nice temperatures. I had to get competitive and that's where AG1 came in. So I wake up in the morning, I get a little tempted to grab the trail mix, but I'm like, no, I need this AG1 on my empty stomach. It has remnants of strong, vibrant greens. I love how it makes me feel full without feeling heavy. I haven't used it before I worked out, but I can tell you my belly stays flat. I don't get bloated and I feel energized throughout the day. And that's coming from an Olympic athlete. Try oh, yeah. AG1. Get your AG1. Go to drinkag1drinkag1.com backslash salute to Troy, and you get a free you get a free welcome package that includes a travel sample and your AG1 package with vitamin D. Also, get let that vitamin. Y'all see y'all y'all see how good that girl's skin is. That's from California sun for four years. That's a little bit of grease sun, but it's going to stay that good because she's going to drop the vitamin D's in her AG1, shake it up and drink and it. And let me water. tell you, for anyone who's like, I'm not trying to be an Olympic athlete. I'm not trying to be this. Let me tell you something. I'm now a civilian. I'm a domestic. I'm, I'm pretty much in between a stay-at-home mom and a high school coach. Who's, that's what I am. So I'm not out here trying to have these Olympic goals anymore. This all right, they might not like this, but the laziness of the poor eating habits, the late bad adulting and not getting the proper groceries, that AG1, bro, helped my pockets out easy. I'm like, bro, if I get the AG1, I cut back on this grocery bill a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. Good deal. <laughs> so moving forward, SC was in the news twice. We got a new AD, Jen. Jen, you better have it together. Or Jen, our Jen go see Russ. Jen, if you hear anything, <laughs> go see Russ. He is in the bottom, in the basement, in the training room where y'all got contrast tubs now. So a former USC All-American, national champion, Heisman winner, has filed a lawsuit against the worst governing body in the history of man. Amen. He filed a defamation lawsuit. He also filed a lawsuit in order to get his Heisman Trophy back, all his accolades, and to get his wins back and his records back. If you don't know who I'm talking about, we're talking about the legendary Reggie Bush. Number two running back at USC, my boy Reggie Bush. We wouldn't, we won't, we won't go there, but <laughs> oh, I had him at number two also. Oh, you got OJ. I, I had OJ. But so the Reggie Bush has filed a defamation lawsuit against the NCAA. This right here is going to be the biggest lawsuit in the history of the NCAA. It looks so dumb. The only issue I have is that Reggie Bush filed a defamation lawsuit. I don't think they defamed him. Wait, because let's just talk about defamation. The action of damaging a good representation or reputation of someone damaging. So, yes, they damaged his image. Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions because I knew you were going to be ready for this one. When I sent you the text, he's like, what are we talking about today? I said, we're talking about Reggie. 
Yes, I need you to ready. Let's go. I'm gonna ask you this question, right? And, and we all know the answer to this question. <laughs> Did Reggie Bush stepfather accept the house from the agent? I need to see evidence that supports that. <laughs> I need to see right. evidence. I need evidence. All right, because in this country, we're we're innocent until proven guilty. Unless you play for the NCAA. Unless you play for the NCAA, and let's not get it going. That have you were in college? What? What? How old were you in college? Eighteen. So I was seventeen when I went to college. Damn near got kicked out several times. So your mom had to sign your NLI. My mom had to sign everything up until October twenty sixth of my year my, my my issue is with your boy reggie like misguided trusted those around him i don't like that they're fueling his intentions were ill so yes defamation by fall you took a seventh and 18 19 20 year old and you drug him and now this gentleman has children who don't maybe know him as the heisman trophy winner he's in the streets and the people that love to see people fall. oh yeah your dad cheated your dad's pretty much a Barry Bonds. So let's talk about let, there you go. Let's talk about that, right? He did not cheat. He didn't cheat at all. That and that that's the issue that I have with the whole fact that people said Reggie Bush cheated. If Reggie Bush didn't take the house, he will still be Reggie Bush, and it did not help him perform any coach, better. Coach, because say it again. Say it again. Say it if again. he never took the house, he would still be Reggie Bush. If Reggie Bush was living in L.A., the house that was, quote-unquote, we'll, we'll, we'll go down Candace Road, the house that was, quote-unquote, that we need evidence for, that was taken by the stepfather, was in San Diego. Reggie Bush did not... He did not cheat. He was going to be Reggie Bush regardless of if he had that house or not. The fact that you took away his Heisman Trophy and calling him a cheater saying, like, you're taking away the fact of everything he did on the field. And there's not one thing that he did on the field that was affected by taking that extra benefit. That right there, that right there is the worst thing that I've ever seen. Now, now I'm really going to pitch. Wait, wait, wait. Does, does OJ Simpson, does OJ Simpson have a Heisman Trophy? Yeah, he does. Excuse me, does OJ Simpson, a com you talk about they had actual evidence with gloves. He wasn't convicted though. The glove don't fit. You must have quit. <laughs> if the glove don't fit, you must have put he wasn't he wasn't convicted. OJ Simpson had the opportunity to face his own character and still has his Heisman sitting in there. You're in, in my in, in your point. I don't ever expect a civilian that sits in the NCAA behind a desk that pushes papers and clicks a mouse to ever understand the things that Reggie Bush did. I don't ever understand to, to run on a blade of grass. I never expect that. But that's the thing. When you're in those roles, when you chose to be in the NCAA, oh, student athlete, I'd be like, fine, take his Heisman because he used, uh, what's that new thing the kids are using? Chat AG, whatever, um, that be writing papers. Chat BBT. If he used Chat BBT to get his degree at USC, take his Heisman because he's a student athlete. Hey, but hey, 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 don't do that because if I was in school, I'd have Chat BBT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, straight A. Oh, uh, straight A. If he's a student athlete, and all you hear is the answer, the student athlete, and you're a student first, and we're this, that, and the other. Attack his student. Attack his that. Don't attack. Don't do it. Don't do it. The, and now you're out here giving NIL. 
So here, so here, here, you ready for this one? I'm ready. Cam Newton, Cam Newton got in trouble for the exact same thing, and the punishment was that his dad was no longer allowed to go to any more college games. His dad took a church storefront from I think Ole Miss or somebody like that, and the punishment. The punishment was the punishment was that his dad was no longer allowed to attend college football games. So, you know how they say the players aren't allowed to bet on themselves, and we got players that are being pure evidence, like you're betting on yourself at the facility. That's real idiotic. Who's to say that these people at the NCAA don't have biases on? If you graduated from UCLA and you get to adjourn over the case of Reggie Bush, you understand? Oh, no, no. There's a bias. There is a bias with the NCAA. And if you are in the SEC conference, you are allowed to do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. And it does not last in any news cycles. They act like it doesn't exist. And you know why it doesn't last in news cycles? Yeah. And I hope you called me because it's the SEC, the 2.0 GPA that they're required. It probably goes one year and out the other for them to process the information properly. Let's just keep it 100. Right. SEC. So, so when, when, when they, they do have bias, they, they, they've been crooked and shady for a long time. And, and that's, and to be honest with you, and people may argue with me and I don't care. I'll tell you this firsthand. I was in Nashville for a coaches convention and with the group of coaches that I went with, we went and stopped by Vanderbilt and that's where James Franklin was still there. And he walked through and he was like, we just said, he was like, Hey, like Georgia just got four kids at the semester and we're trying to keep up. But the hardest part about it is we know how Georgia plays and we can't play like that at Vanderbilt. No, right. I have have a current athlete at Vanderbilt and they, their football team is, garbage but what i'm saying is they were doing they were doing they, you think nick saban is, has all these good athletes because nick saban is 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 winning do you think if nick saban had the same restrictions on him send nick saban at usc let's see how good nick saban really is send him that's to USC. why nick saban's not at usc there's Perfect. a re- there's a reason why nick saban went from lsu to out to the Miami Dolphins to Alabama because they were allowed to cheat and everybody knows that they're allowed to cheat and everybody knows that they're allowed to play dirty. All right. Well, well, here's no, they're legit cheating. They're paying people to come to their university. You were not allowed to pay people to come to university until two years ago. It is a known fact that they're paying people that is cheating. You mean, you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me, DJ Ugalele out of St. John Bosco, who lives in Downey, California, wants to go to Clemson on his own. Why would he leave California to go to South Carolina? That makes no sense, right? No. It, when I was coming up, there's only there's only three places you go as a California recruit. You go to USC, you go to UCLA, and you go to Miami. You maybe go to Florida State. You're not going to any of those other places unless you don't have any other offers. That was the only place you go. Texas wasn't even in consideration. That's why Texas was struggling. Everybody's wondering, like, what happened to Texas? Texas didn't cheat. The SEC got good because the SEC cheated. Like, you, you can't tell me. You can't tell me you got a kid who has text messages from his coach and posted them on the day of the draft talking about oh my mom's lights are about to turn off when are you going to send the money there's legit stuff saying that like 
you guys know this happens and you guys just keep turning the other way. And then and then when you drop the violation, the violation you drop is because of lack of institutional control because the head coach had inappropriate stuff in his cell phone. No, the investigation was because Larry Tunsil ratted you guys out the day of the draft and then you guys just overlooked it. Then when you get somebody, when you get somebody in the Pac-10 at the time that's beating Auburn in the SEC, that's smashing Arkansas, that's in the SEC, and these were the top two teams in the SEC at the time. When you get somebody who's smashing them, and then all of a sudden you look into it, hold on, Reggie's doing the same thing as the kids at Auburn and Arkansas. Why is Reggie getting all his stuff taken? Right? And you're calling him a cheater? He didn't cheat. He ran fast and scored touchdowns. That's what and he using the word, they keep using the phrase, and this is where he'll catch them up on it. Like you're using the word pay to play. You're using the word pay to play. Like stop. Stop it. Stop. There, stop. there was no pay to play. No. So so stop it. Because he definitely was eating Galen Center just along you, you and I. Let's just keep it 100. That's the yeah. other thing. Like Stop. Who are you investigating? Who are you getting your, are you, you're, you're here saying your whereabouts? Ask me because he was definitely at 29th in Vermont, Vermont at my apartment. Okay. Well, 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 here's the thing too. If you want to know what pay to play is at USC, I will tell you guys what pay to play is at USC. Pay to play is we took advantage of those rich girls and they let us drive their expensive cars and they took care of us. That was our pay to play. And we were allowed to do it because we were allowed to drive our girlfriend's car. They were allowed to buy it. That's that's not an NCAA violation. Is it my fault that the girl that I'm involved with, her dad is worth a trillion dollars and I'm driving some type of Mercedes? How much? A trillion dollars. And I'm driving a Mercedes? No, that's not my fault. Is it my fault that Walmart's great granddaughter goes to my school? Not at all. Not at all. Is it my fault that my next door neighbor's grandfather created Mickey's liquor and sold it to a big distributor? Now they're just wealthy, right? Like, that's not my fault. Okay, she let me drive her car. We're heavily involved. Like, that was our pay to play. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even entertaining. I, when I saw that come across CNN, a credible, and I will say credible news source, I was like, absolutely absolutely for the perseverance but i am a little bit skeptical so i don't see when they released not that i'm pubbing anyone big noon fox released their cast and reggie wasn't part of that and i'm really hoping that reggie decided not to renew his contract or are people disassociating themselves with him because he's pursuing this that's a concern of mine or he might just be taking time off because his kids are a little bit older I'm, that's, I'm hoping like he's going back to school. He's taking care of life. He's doing whatever. I like Ingram. I'm cool with that. I'm, I was just like, I don't want to see people disassociate themselves with Reggie. He has always been a stand-up, class-act gentleman, bottom line. And they're dragging him like he's Barry Bonds. And here's here's what people do not know about Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush had like a 3.5 GPA at the University of Southern California. And it, he graduated. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And it wasn't it wasn't even in sociology where they try to put all the athletes in. He had a political science degree. Reggie Bush can be a politician. Like Reggie Bush. Don't play with him. Hey, Reggie. Bush Leinart, 2024. Let's do it. 
That's that's he could have been a politician. He could have set himself up to go to law school. Like it's not like he just has a run of the mill degree. He has yeah. a legit degree. Absolutely. Don't sit up here and make it seem like all right. And you have a great point, right? O.J. Simpson defamed his character, even if he was innocent. He put himself in the situation. He also did go to jail for breaking into the hotel room to get his stuff back. Everybody knows OJ is not a great person. OJ got kicked off the field when I was at practice one day because they don't want OJ on USC's campus, right? Reggie Bush deserves to be on USC's campus. Reggie Bush is an icon. He's one of and the greatest running backs still, to ever step on the yes. campus. Let's talk about the class act he is. He still wants. USC is tightrope walking that. Oh, we, what is it? They released a statement saying that we, we support his pursuit of regaining like his innocence or regaining his Heisman. I thought that was a safe comment and I get it, but I'm going to need you to be like, I'm going to need you to run it back. How much dollars you made off of that Jersey? How much money that man made you for that universe? How much money that young man made you for that university? And even now, when you say Reggie Bush, iconic. He's modern day iconic. He's not, no offense, like OJ, Marcus Allen, Mike Garrett. Kids this generation can't connect. If it looked pixelated or grainy on, on YouTube, they're not watching it. But you're talking about a Super Bowl champion. You're talking about a Heisman champion. You're talking about an incredible athlete. They know Reggie Bush. So I'm going to need USC to run that back. I'm going to need a little bit more support. I'm going to need a little bit more. Jen, here's your opportunity. Jen, Reggie Bush, you are welcome on our campus. So that and that, that's second chances. Everyone deserves them. That's the crazy part, though. Like you're right, Reggie Bush isn't on the big new on the big on the big noon kickoff. But you put Urban Meyer on there. Urban Meyer is the worst person ever. Urban Meyer is the biggest hypocrite. We just did you watch Swamp Kings? Unfortunately, like, I think that everything that you're saying about him and all of his controversy is why he's on there. But a black man that's pursuing his innocence is not. But a man who's in the bar doing what he's doing is. Not even the bar. I, 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 there's some stuff out there in the coaching world about Urban Meyer that is not great. Uh, but I will put, I'll tell you this because it's on Netflix and it's truly not a lie. Urban Meyer sits there and interviews and acts like he doesn't cuss. And there's video clips of him cussing. He said, oh, yeah, this dude talks terrible language. And then the next thing you know, there's two clips later of him in the locker room using the F word, just dropping F-bombs. Like, Urban Meyer, what are you trying to prove? Like, Urban Meyer comes to Ann Arbor. He literally is detailed with FBI agents. They are afraid that people will throw, like, chemicals on his face when he comes to the big noon set. They have – it's insane. Like, the actual – hate that they have for this man is insane. I mean, the 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 hate that I have, let, let me tell you what. Okay, so here's the problem. And maybe 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 it is race. I'll let you I'll let you I'll let you die. I'll let it's you get on the I'm on the safe spectrum, you know. No, I hear what you're saying, but I'll let you sit on that hill and you could you command that army all day. So say it is race. Say it's because Reggie Book is Pushes back and Urban Meyer is white. Urban Meyer is a slime ball. Fact. There's stuff out about Urban Meyer that makes him a slime ball. So for you to put him on TV, fact. 
right? So the issue is the issue is you're t- you're you're worried about Reggie Bush and you're talking about Reggie Bush saying that Reggie Bush is a bad guy and he cheated and this and that, blah blah blah, this and that, right? But what are you gonna t- how, what are you gonna tell your kids about Urban Meyer? What's gonna happen when stuff about Urban Meyer comes out? Like, what are we doing? Yes. Here? Back. Right? I mean, I saw it and I'm like, I, I I was a little bit disappointed, but I'm like, you're right. You know what? His kids are getting, but it's it's 16 weeks and they fly in, they fly out. It's not an everyday thing. He's dynamic on there. He provides an insight that not everyone can. You got Matt on there who's a Heisman Trophy winner, but for the most part, like what he's been able to achieve at every level, what he identifies on the field. I mean, you got um, Desmond. He's within that same realm. But So Reggie Bush isn't coming back because of a contract dispute, so they couldn't agree on money. I don't believe it. I believe that that's a safe way to say, hey, he's got a lot going on with him. I don't know if it's good PR for us. But this 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 came out June 9th. So yeah, this but he's before been pursuing the that. He's been doing this NCAA thing for a minute. He's been doing on his personal stuff like, "Oh, I'm coming." I think now. I mean, I don't, I don't know the. Time wait until I'm you not. come. Wait until you come out here and you see the billboards. There's billboards oh, all that. over Southern I California. I thought so. Telling Reggie to give his sizes back, like give it back. And, and so here's what I do know about the NCAA. Once you back the NCAA into a corner, they give in. They, they give off a tough exterior and they give off a tough front like they're not going to budge. But once they're back into a corner, they give in. Here's a perfect example. The SEC is playing their players. The ACC, top ACC teams are paying their players. The Big 12s of the world and the Pac-12s of the world and the Big 10s of the world are like, hey, man, like you need to do something about this. Like It's obvious now. It's no longer a, a secret. It is obvious now. You need to do something. Okay, NCAA, nope, they're amateurs. Nope, they're amateurs. You need to do something. Nope, they're amateurs. All right, we're going to leave the NCAA, and we're just going to establish our own stuff. And guess who we're going to take with us? We're going to take the SEC with us, too, because they also want to be competitive, and they're not going to stand NCAA playing the Bowling Greens of the world. Back them into a corner. Oh, yeah, you could get paid for your likeness. Yeah, you could get NIL deals. You could get paid to play now. Hold on. How is it that the NCAA makes profit? You said what? How is it that the NCAA makes money? Off of, off of student athletes. There is a great... And you know what? This is my other thing. Cool. This is where I'm going with this. Hey, Reggie, you're not getting your Heisman, but you know what? I want. I need an accountant to check the books on every itemized detail that you made off of Reggie Bush. So if he don't get his Heisman, then you don't get... You need to, I need to run that money back because you knowingly accepted money off of his likeness and image that he would pay to play, right? So NCAA, you didn't take your tag out of that jersey when you sold it. You didn't take your stickers off of any t-shirt that had him off it. You knowingly sold merchandise and apparel and allowed a university continue to let that kid play there until after the fact. So stop it. NCAA, I'm coming for your books, and I want to see every itemized line of Reggie Bush up here, everything. And I'm almost positive he still has a highest paid jersey in college football. There is a documentary out on ESPN that talks about the NCAA and their method of the NCAA. And when the NCAA was very first governed, the very first commissioner of the NCAA, and this is on the documentary, and they have recordings of him saying that yeah, college right. football athletes are 
very, very close to slaves, and you have to keep the slave mentality on college football after. I already knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it because it's it's. And I might be quoting. I might be quoting wrong. I might be a little bit off, but there, it's very similar to that. But I always say, like, man, this is this is modern day slavery. Like, it doesn't. And once you become a college athlete, it doesn't. And race no longer matters. Once you become, once you put your name into the college, what was it, the college board that you had to uh, put your stuff in? Once you sign up for that, once you sign up for college board and you put your SAT score and your final transcripts in there and you sign your national letter of intent and your clock starts, you now have uh, five years, five times, 60 months of slavery, right? It's legit 60 months of slavery. I can make billions of dollars off of you because I'm a not-for-profit and I get tax cuts. Billions of dollars off of you and you can't make one dollar. So give the man his stuff back. And this is where they're going to mess themselves up. All their non-profit things. Once that stuff goes to court, now you do have to open those books. So I guarantee you someone's going to challenge that. They always, them and the NFL, if they don't, if they can settle, then that means they don't got to open their books and disclose it. But if we want to keep with facts and evidence, Reggie, Tell them to run back those um, QuickBooks, okay? I'm guaranteed on somebody's drive, and I want them to look through what it be 2003 through 2007, and I want to see every dollar that you made off of Reggie Bush and the University of Southern California. Bottom yeah. line. Yeah. It, it, well, I'll put it like this: when I played in the Rose Bowl, the first, very first Rose Bowl I played in, I'll just say the first Rose Bowl I played in. The very first Rose Bowl I played in at that time in 2007, my freshman year, 2007, the first Rose Bowl I played in against Michigan, we made $17 million just in the Rose Bowl. I remember. It made me vomit in my mouth when you said that. Now, now, now keep in mind, this is, this is after Reggie and Matt played against Texas. This is – we were the number two team in the nation – so that means at that time we had 90,000 in the Coliseum consistently, right? So all the profit, people going to buy, people enroll into your school when your key sport is very good. People go to Duke because their basketball team is good. People go to SC because their football team is good. There was a time when enrollment was down at SC. Guess when that was, when SC wasn't very good? Well, guess what? And Romans back up. They had they I saw something on Essie's Instagram that they had like 97% over the enrollment. There were so many people who were told no this year. One year, all of a sudden, their Roman just shoots through the sky. That's insane. And you know what? Hey, Jen, here's your opportunity to do something. You got Reggie Bush, you got the NCAA, and you're a private institution. So you don't need NCAA dollars. You understand? You got United Airlines money in that. I don't know if they're still in there, but you got big brands. It is. They're, they got a big contract. It's like a okay. three year. So United Airlines, they're an international company who's probably investing multi-million dollars. American, American Airlines, American is Airlines. American this year? It's it's American. It's oh, oh, you're right. United. I'm looking at the schedule. United, United Airlines field. Yeah. It's United. So, like, what are we talking about? Well, after all this class, there's things that we need to know. Jen better have her stuff together or Candace is going to get her. Coming. San Jose State does not have a very good box, and Caleb Williams and, and Austin Jones is going to run all day on them. And Reggie deserves his Heisman back. How do you feel about the that summary of tonight's conversation? 
period. <laughs> oh, AG1, AG1, keeps that good tummy flat and the grocery bill down. There you go. AG1 keeps Candace's grocery bill down. That's excellent. My grocery bill is not down. I have a nine-year-old and a baby who eats like a puppy dog. So uh, <laughs> blueberries are expensive. That dude loves blueberries. I don't know what it is about blueberries. You might as well eat gold flakes. You said what? You might as well eat like like gold flakes. Like, you know, they have gold flakes they put on people's food. You should probably just eat that instead. Because of blueberries? Because California is so expensive. Ah, oh, man. You make you make good money. It's affordable. Candice, it's been fun. It's happy we get to catch up again. We get to do it again next week. This has been the Bet Online Salute to Troy podcast. We love you guys. It's been fun. We got a game this weekend. I'm so excited. We got a game this weekend. Football's back. You know how it goes. Live free, fight on. Thank you guys. Let me get in there.